You cotton figures. You can't protect them, Rick. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode 218 for the week of Wednesday, the 27th of April. I'm Eddie, and with me tonight are... Scott. And John. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comic and Stuff, the pop culture superstore, and actionfigureblues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Diamond Select Ghostbusters Winston and Ray and the Diamond Select Muppets Series 1. Welcome back for another week of Toy Talks. How are we all doing today? Spiffing. Uh, you've, you've stolen it. You're not Ben. <laughs> he doesn't have a Somebody. copyright on the word, word, you know. Somebody had to say I think he it. does, actually. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. oh here comes the legal notice. Yeah. Cease and desist. <laughs> I'm good. Oh, that's nice. So, Scotty, what have you been up to this week? Oh, I was in Queensland this week. Um, it was warm. Uh, it was busy. On Friday, I flew flew in to Bundaberg for lunch and uh, flew out again, <laughs> which was crazy. <laughs> um, Bundaberg's about four hours out of Brisbane, which is like the capital of Queensland. Um, so I just had one of those, like, running around doing stuff weeks, but it was really good. Very nice. John, what about you? I, I was hoping Scott was going to tell the onion story because oh, that, that was. <laughs> I was actually just about to tell the onion story. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You got to tell that story. Okay, so my Facebook friends know this already. So um, I stayed in Brisbane um, in a you know nice little apartment hotel thing. I, I prefer because I travel a lot for work. I prefer to stay like in a self catering apartment and do my own cooking rather than eat out. And on the last night that I was there, I actually had stuff that I'd, I just needed a couple of things. So I walked downtown, it's probably two two or three Ks, um, and did a little bit of other poking around shopping, acquired something for feeding the addiction, and then did a little bit of food shopping um, on the way back, came back and then realized that I'd forgotten an onion that I needed for the uh, meal I was going to make. And so I thought, oh, well, you know, exercise isn't going to kill me. So I walked back and I bought an onion. And then on the way back, I was nearly back at the hotel. And all I had was, you know, just a plastic shopping bag with an onion in it. And I'm a, I'm a pretty, um, you know, quick walker and I swing my arms. And so the plastic bag swing back and forth. And suddenly I see the onion just pop out of the uh, plastic bag drop into the gutter and go roll right down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> so I know onions make people cry, but that's a new way. <laughs> I know it was very sad. So, but actually I just laughed. Like I just, thankfully there was nobody else around. Um, and, well, actually there were other people around, but nobody else saw what happened. So I just turned around and went and bought another onion and um, carried it very carefully. 
<laughs> two years from now, there'll be a onion invasive species alert <laughs> as, as they're sprouting from the sewers of. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It was just kind of one of those things I felt like this could really seriously only happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> and what about you, John? Been throwing any vegetables down the sewer lately? No, last weekend, uh, Mrs. Nerds, she, she had ordered a new video card and she actually ordered like a video card that maybe I'm a little jealous of because it's like two fans and four gig and, you know, so I, I was tasked with, you know, putting that in last week and I could not make it work. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I got up on Sunday morning before she did and I, I, I thought of something Saturday night when I was going to bed and I was like, oh, that'll work. And it worked. So I, I got, you know, both of her monitors were working and, uh, I had one board to my computer. I was doing something that said, Oh, restart hers now. And I was like, okay, she comes in and she goes, did you get it working? Yeah, it's working fine. You know, you got two monitors, this and that she boots it up. Nothing. It's, it's back to the way it was. Oh, so then no. it was another couple hours to, and it, it was but, slow, you know, cause it's, it's try something, reboot the computer, try something, reboot the computer. <laughs> you know, that's it, painful. It was, yeah, it was it was bad. It was bad. Um, there has only been one occasion in life in which I have removed the back plate of the computer to all the wires and fans and bits, and that was when I was about 12 years old, and I was a young, curious boy, and I went to the Playboy website <gasps> and then realized that I couldn't delete history. It was not like a known thing about internet history and that, and you just put in pay and it would come up with that site. And as a very like nervous young boy, I didn't know what to do. So I removed the back of my computer and smacked it with a hammer. And just Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. The, uh, <laughs> luckily not like in an unfixable way. It basically just removed a chip and it closed down the computer and I was able to fix it back later up but um that was my weird panic set and the only time i've ever removed a computer i'm not oh my that goodness <laughs> oh my god that was a horrible kid <laughs> that is amazing <laughs> was that kid that was like not even like my parents weren't even strict or pun it like they probably would have laughed at it but my nervousness about being caught out about it was just wow and I, i've just always hated that history bar ever since that's <laughs> hilarious so um, besides, you know, your childhood attempts to hide your porn use, what have you been up to lately? I've just had a nice, it's been another couple of holiday weeks, so I finally went back to work today, unfortunately, but fairly relaxed, chilled. I popped into our sponsor, uh, Pop Culture, down in Geelong, huh. and uh, walked around their store for the bit and picked up something for feeding the addiction, and yeah, just went to a local movie theatre offering cheap movies. This week, so I caught a lot of things. Highly recommend Jungle Book if anyone gets the chance. Nice. Um, but fair. And I actually didn't mind. This is it's getting terrible reviews. I didn't mind uh, the Huntsman Winter's War. was mm. not horrible. Oh, is it getting except, bad reviews, is it? Yeah, it's getting really bad reviews. And the only thing is it's not a bad movie except it has one of those fantasy film, like, narrated um, prologues that goes for, like, 20 minutes. Oh. And that's painful. I think if they just cut that completely from the movie, it would be getting received much better. But that's wow. a bit of a rant for a different time. 
Uh, but how about uh, we get things started with a bit of articulated news? Let's yeah. do it. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm keen. From the Black Hole Collection, it's Vincent. Look, a black hole in space. And Captain Dan Holland. It's the Black Hole action figures, each sold separately. You can pretend the evil Dr. Reinhardt and Maximilian want to force Captain Holland and Vincent into the black hole. All clear, Captain. Other black hole action figures sold separately. Maximilian, Captain Holland, Vincent, and all black hole action figures sold separately by Migo. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcement in the toy and collectibles world. We are not a comprehensive toy news service, but these are just stories that relate to things that we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. I have uh, the first bit of news this week, and kicking it off, I have the gentle giant jumbo figures, and we've seen uh, the previews go up for the Batman, the animated series Batman figure, and the Superpowers Penguin figure, uh, which is, I don't know about you guys, but the Superpowers Penguin figures always look like Jason Alexander from Seinfeld to me. Oh my gosh, you've just killed it for me. (laughs) I've never noticed that, but you're so right. It's just all I've just always thought he needs to play that at some point because he just I think front on like the main picture they have on the solicitor where the nose is hidden as well. It's just even. (laughs) But I was actually um, surprised. I would have thought that they'd done the Batman by now, but this is actually the first run through we're getting. Oh, it's been Robin and the Joker we've had so far, but he looks fantastic. This out of yep. all the yep. giant um, jumbos we've seen from General Giant, this has been the most tempting one uh, for me is this Batman. And I think part of it is the actual basic Batman was actually really hard to track down in that original animated series line. Uh, so there's something about him that just always seems really cool to me. Like elusive. Yeah, very elusive. you got to wonder how deep they can really go into that line because nobody's going to want, you know, fire barbecue mitten Batman or, you know, <laughs> I, I kind of hope that they, Robin. Do, they do like one of those type of ones. I think that's part of what that line is about. I think you got to hit like a crime buster Batman or yeah. Plant attack, anti-freeze Robin. Yeah. Well, when you look those. how deep they've gone with the, um, star Wars, um, you know, that you can get anything. Mm. Oh, by the way, if, if anyone out there is looking for a giant-sized um, Dengar, um, there's two of them that have been sitting in Minotaur in Melbourne at reduced prices for, like, I don't know, three years? <laughs> oh. I know. <laughs> so the Jumbo Dengar, not super popular, I would say. No one likes Dengar. No. I, I've got the, the, the Jumbo Akbar is going to be mine. He, he's pretty cool. He'd yeah. be up there in the Star Wars ones for me. Yeah, for sure. It's a trap. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, oh, and he, he passed away too recently, which was sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. The penguin looks cool, I think. the um th- That umbrella is going to be huge. How yeah, big is that blister? Think of that. Exactly. I was, just, I was thinking the same thing. How are they going to fit that in? I guess if he's got the chest. They can do Dengar. He's probably no deeper than Dengar because Dengar has that huge backpack. I bet, you that, 
umbrella comes in two pieces. You just pop off the handle and have the... You could almost use that umbrella. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, my next bit margarita. <laughs> <laughs> my next bit of news comes from Diamond Selector, and it is the look at the third series of their Ghostbusters figures. Uh, in this one, we have Janine. We have a more casual-looking Ray and the Slimer. Uh, figure so that classic green ghoulie uh, coming through there. I think the Janine in this one's actually looking very well, and this is the first time we've actually gotten an actress likeness um, of her coming through. We've had a few of the animated series, but the first time she's, I think, being done in proper figure form. There might have been a mini mate or so uh, here. Slimer, I really like with the swappable. but I don't know if series three we needed just slightly unbuttoned. Ray, he's yeah. Just what else could they have done? Like, a is there another character that? Yeah, like they're doing a a fairly large line of characters uh, anyway. But I would have maybe even preferred a terror dog. I would have preferred even just him more outside of the jumpsuit. <laughs> maybe like I know this one's probably the pay for one of the line uh, where it's uh, him. You know, they're reusing a lot of sculpt from a previous one with a slightly different chest, but I don't know if an open jumpsuit's quite a big enough leap for yeah, its yeah. own yeah. figure, if that uh, kind of makes sense. Like, maybe if we get a few of the other ones in a more casual basis. And even, uh, so the actual backpacks, I'll get into this in a little bit, aren't removable either. So having him in that kind of casual look with the Proton pack on uh, is a bit mm-hmm. weird as well. Uh, for me, but if that's removable, that might improve it a bit more. Uh, but we'll see. But speaking of Diamond Select, we also got a look at their Star Trek Wrath of Khan Khan seven inch figure. Uh, so this is part of that uh, kind of they've done a few Star Trek figures in the past, but they've kind of jumped in with kind of a new series of Star Trek figures in the seven inch that are more dynamically posed and uh this is him i forget the name of the ship oh the uss reliant uh it's him standing on the piece of the bridge uh of the reliant there putting his finger in the air either giving kirk a speech or checking which way the wind's blowing uh but he's looking through his one leg up uh sort of that uh sideshow premium format statue pose that Ben always talks about uh, there with one leg heroically up, but definitely got the Ricardo Montalban look down. Yeah. Uh, got his realistic chest almost looking like a fake chest, which is <laughs> spot on to the movie. Uh, but, yeah, very cool. But I don't know if he I, – I think I would have preferred a original series Khan to the movie Khan. What about you guys? Well, they kind of did a original series Khan, didn't they, as part of the one with Kirk? They did. That was a weird crash dummy kind of pose. Yeah, you're right. The, yeah, the, you're right. They did. Yeah. The the thing that about these the Star Trek Select stuff that Diamond's doing is that the action uh, posing makes them not good just general display figures. And mm. so, if you want them more in these diorama style poses, 
great. But if you just want the figures, like one of the things that I generally like about the Diamond Select stuff is that if you want the diorama stuff, great, but the figures work well on their own, whereas these generally don't. It's hard to tell um, from this one how pre-posed he is. He looks a bit more articulated than, say, the... the um, uh, Spock, uh, you know, the, that, that came or the Picard, but still, I'm not sure about the likeness actually. It's, it's not really doing it for me, but it might just be the angle. I thought his hair was a little more white. Maybe it's the hair. Gray. I don't know. So it's something not quite right. It's always a bit of a weird one to get down, but I think I might just be going more off the original figure look. Yeah. This looks more like it than the original diamond one, but true. I think I had Very the, cool. um, Playmates one sitting around here somewhere close by. Actually. How accurate is that one? Um, well, you know, they were all kind of beefy, so yeah. he looks a lot more ripped than this one does. Yeah, um, but it is good because there has been a bit of a lack of Star Trek stuff coming out. So for Star Trek collectors, though, that is very good news. Uh, another newcomer who hasn't seen much collectibles lately that is my next bit of news is Bugs Bunny. Uh, is getting a 24-inch figure from Metzco. And this is not exactly the Bugs that you might picture when you think of Bugs. This is the kind of older version of Bugs, I believe, uh, or sort of his more original design, a little bit more rabbit features going on in the face. It's a bit more eyes pushed in, uh, more prominent uh, nose, but thinner uh, there in the head, but uh, definitely recognisable as Bugs Bunny. Uh, who's coming through, which is very nice because I was always more of a Warner Brothers kid uh, than a if, Disney if, kid. If I saw it, though, not being a Bugs Bunny fan, I would think it's a knockoff just because of that face. I, I hate to say that, but I, it, it because it's not the classic one that I grew up with, I, I, I would think that somebody just tried to do one that was a little off to pass yeah. it off. I think for this scale, and uh, it, it's an odd choice of that era to do, to not do, unless they're going to do a series of them. But I, I think this styling is definitely an odd choice. Yeah, I, but, you know, I wouldn't know where you would kind of go with doing a wave of this era, though, as well, because, I mean, a lot of the iconic Looney Tunes came in the later time than this era too. So you couldn't exactly have like a Marvin the Martian or a Tasmanian devil next to this bugs and have it blend in. But I do remember they, they seem to apparently pay a bit for this bugs bunny license. So I also wouldn't be surprised if this wasn't the only one we were getting. I mean, you could quite easily swap the head out and keep the same body, maybe swap the tail and there's your modern era bugs or, uh, put a shirt on him and there's his Space Jam bugs and doing that. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see the buck itself being reused. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm Mickey Mouse, when you see the, the old one, I think that character has became his own, you know, on, you know as iconic as the modern one. So mm-hmm. I think that works. But here I just don't think it works quite as well. I don't think yeah. people are as familiar with it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't think people are on uh, that one there. But... Uh, definitely an interesting one to watch and see what Metzko does uh, in the time. The other really obscure line that you probably haven't heard of comes from our friends at Funko, and it's their pop vinyl line. Uh, so they've decided mm. to release a few pop vinyls 
this week. And do you think there has been a week in the last year at least that they haven't announced new pop finals coming out? Has it, that? It doesn't feel like it. No, I think that might be a record to keep track of. I think they might be them the most prol- uh, prolific news announcer in the collectibles world. Uh, but my first lot that I've got from them is Dragon Ball Z. Uh, and we're definitely getting a few fan favourites in this one. We have a young Gohan, we have a Trunks, we have a Bulma, we have a young Goku. Uh, we've got a Krillin that could, uh, he's listed as the Dragon Ball Z one, but you could put Krillin in uh, with your Dragon Ball uh, line there as well. And we also have a very happy Margin Boo. Uh, sitting there who actually does look fantastic. That's almost, uh, you could put that almost in with your figure arts figures and use that Margin Boo, uh, I reckon, uh, through there. But uh, definitely all these characters stand out as uh, iconic. They actually really suit the uh, pop design very well. There's none of them that I don't think, even outside of the box, uh, people wouldn't be able to tell that they're Dragon Ball Z characters or at least anime characters. Uh, in some form there, so very good. Yeah, they look uh, great. The other really anime, nice sculpting job. Yeah, no, really done. And same with the other anime line they announced this week, which is the Sailor Moon uh, line. So you're getting all the different sailors there, plus uh, a fan favourite of the Action Figure Blues uh, podcast, Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> that one, I think. That guy's been given more airplay on our show yeah, than anywhere, uh, yeah. <laughs> anywhere else has. I think recently. these are fantastic, by the way. I, I love uh, done a great job. Moon comes with a little Luna. Yeah. And Pepper so does uh, Sailor Venus. She comes with a, a, a cat as well. She's a little kitty too. Artemis. Yeah. Yeah, they look great. I wonder what Adam's thinking. I'd be curious to hear his take on both of these. Mm. Has he picked up any of the pops? I don't know. Before? I'm not, I'm not sure. We'll definitely we'll have to ask him next time he's on whether or not the his love of these properties extends to pop finals. I'd be interested to. I know we really don't get information like this in the toy world, but I'd be interested to see how well these do in Japan and seeing. Oh, that. they'll they'll snap these up. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. You, probably, you, you could probably. You probably buy some over here and send them over there and make money. Because I bet you once they come out, they they won't stay for long. They will eat these up. I could be wrong. And but our last uh, lot of them uh, come from the Seth MacFarlane movie Ted, and that is the Flash Gordon series of pop finals, in which we have a Flash Gordon, a Ming the Mer- Merciless. Uh, I always call him Brian Blessed, uh, dressed as Hawkman, but a Prince Voltan, and a gold mask fellow who's another one I can never remember the name of. Clytus. Clytus, which is something you get an ointment for. But we have a General Clytus who's the gold mask. He's actually a really cool-looking character. He's look fantastic. Never remember him. But, yeah, the hair on Flash Gordon yes. is brilliant. It's fantastic. That's just Sam Jones. Hair and the Ming just like there's no mistaking, like even outside of the box, that Ming is Ming the Merciless, and it, he just he's like his eyeshadow that they've yeah. gotten down, like yep. just you could tell someone was a fan of this film that was working on these guys here. Absolutely. So this has been, I think this has been one of the top weeks for 
uh, Funko Pops. None of these look phoned in at all. You know, like they, they, I think that I've said this before, because they're so prevalent, we see them everywhere and usually in the box. You can uh, not, we don't always get to really stop and appreciate the thought and detail that goes into these sculpts, and they are all outstanding. You know, all three of the things okay. that you just covered, I think, you know, huge tip of the hat to Funko for that. I love the little the the flashes. The one from the scene where they first get to Mongo, and he's got the the flash yes. T-shirt on with yeah. the little green ball. Yes, um, yeah. You know, that's that's just clever. Just and fantastic. it uh, does give me hope that they are thinking about doing a second wave, and we'll get you know the Flash in his heroic outfit, and maybe a Timothy Dalton in that thrown in I there as well. Think so. I would hope so. Yeah, fingers crossed. And uh, my last bit of news, speaking of stylized interpretations, is the Marvel animated statue Deadpool. Uh, so it is my boy in the black and red. Uh, now this is kind of interesting because these are seemingly really based on the Scotty Young Marvel Babies design, but Ben pointed something out in our podcast script, which is they're really not giving Scotty Young credit here. They do anywhere. say that. Well, they do say it's based on Marvel. Um, uh, what are you saying? Artwork, do, yeah, do, do. B- based on you know re- artwork from recent Marvel comics. So yeah, you know. it's just a shame that the artist doesn't get because um, he's such an iconic artist, Scotty Young. It's very hard. Yeah, yeah. Not to uh, see it through him. Uh, it is very cool. Not too badly priced. He's only going to set you back about sixty dollars. Uh, for this one here, and it looks like he's been shot up with a few of the uh, plunger sticker dart guns uh, there, one hit through in his head, Uh, looking a bit slouched back, almost uh, design shape like one of those mopers, uh, teddy things, but I love he's got the little squiggle at the back of his head that Scotty always does when he does uh, Deadpool for the little nub there at the back of his mask, but... Very, very nice design. I'm not one for statues, but this is one, obviously, being my boy that is my tempting boy. My a, boy. Uh, he's my boy. Okay. That's, like not, that's not creepy at all. He's yeah. the world's boy. Yeah. Everyone. I like that better than I like the... Uh, um, Thanos? Not Ronin. Not Ro- yeah, the Thanos. Yeah, I like this one a lot more. Thanos is like your Marvel version of Bane, isn't it? Maybe. I don't know. Ooh. I don't hate him like I hate Bane. So. <sighs> Controversial. Okay, well, I'm going to take over, and I'm going to start with a new release in the Play Arts Kai DC line. This is Batgirl, but in the Arkham Knight uh, vein. Uh, and I am—I haven't been continuing to collect the DC uh, variant line because they've just gone into multiple versions of Batman, etc. But this one, I think, is going to replace the Batgirl um, from that line in my collection because this is a lot more comic accurate. Um, And the Batgirl in the DC variant line is probably one of my least favorite styling-wise just in terms of um, just got kind of funny shorts and um, a lot of stuff happening. And uh, this looks – it is from the Arkham Knight video game but is a much more comic accurate version um, of Batgirl. Um, Articulation looks amazing. One thing, though, that is always really tricky with – 
the Player at Sky stuff is that the uh, there's I think um, definitely some Photoshop uh, at play in the poses that they show that you know I think would be very hard to achieve without stands etc. Um, but I think this looks quite sleek, and I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for it. Uh, it's very cool. I actually really spot on to the costume from the game too. I yeah, can't yeah. Really fault it anyway. Yeah, yeah really nice. Uh, and then something that um, I am definitely going to be getting, and this is the latest solicit from the Mezco One Twelve Collective line, and this is the Flash. Um, so in case you've been under a rock somewhere, this is the, uh, one twelfth scale articulated and fabric costume line that Mesco is doing from a bunch of different properties. And, uh, this comes with a base, a highly articulated costume a uh, and body articulated costume hello highly articulated figure uh, fabric costume and um some really groovy accessories like extra hands and um a like tornado thingy that flash is obviously making with his um hand looks like he's got a swappable head too because the head changes in the pictures well yes i was actually just about to say that because it does show that in the pictures but then when you see um him with the kind of shot with all of his accessories it only has the kind of straight-faced head not the kind of yeah, weird I'm smiling head pretty yeah. sure i saw that listed in the yeah alternate mask smiling, smiling head smiling portrait. Oh, yeah. yeah cool yeah. and um this just looks oh he's got lightning bolts that you can stick onto him to Simulate the fast running action. You know, no, um, go ahead, Eddie. I was going to say, I've kind of poo-pooed some of these ones, but this is one I actually I like. I think this is one they've done a really good job uh, on looking at the uh, photos here. I can't fault this one at all. I actually saw this before I got caught up on Supergirl, his appearance on there. And um, I saw that tornado hand, and I was like, really? That kind of doesn't seem right. And then he did it in the show, and I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. That's a definite comic book thing, for sure. That's cool. Um, Would you rather have seen an unmasked head versus a smiling face? Uh, I'm definitely not sold on the smiling face, I have to say. Um, It's just a bit kind of lost on me. (laughs) That, to me, almost looks more like Wally West than... Uh, Barry Allen portrait. I know that's really weird to say, but having the white pupil eyes just always invokes more Wally West flash to me than. Oh, okay, maybe Barry that's Allen. what they're going for then. Hmm. Uh, and sticking with the DC theme for my news, DC Collectibles had a few solicits this week. One that I'm excited about is a Damian Wayne Robin in Frank Quietly style for the Batman black and white statue line. So we waited a long time in this line to get any of the heroic supporting characters um, outside of Batman. We've had a lot of villains. Um, Catwoman you know, sits somewhere in the middle. Um, but we're now getting a Carmine, Carmine Infantino Robin, uh, which, is, of course, is Dick Grayson. Now we're getting the uh, Damian Wayne um, version, which just looks fantastic. Um 
and I'll definitely be popping this into the collection for sure. Hopefully, we'll get a Nightwing somewhere, and and uh, oh, I mean, I and uh, Babs Gordon proper Batgirl, not the weird New Fifty Two one. I do. I would really like to see a Dick Grayson as Batman by Frank Quietly that goes along with this Robin pose from that first cover issue. Oh, uh, yeah, because they have done. Would look really nice. Yeah, they've done Dick. A dick as Batman statue, but it's not the. Yeah, there was the jock one where he's like diving. Yeah, he's diving down. Yeah, that's one of the ones I've been most tempted to pick up out of those black and whites because that's a fantastic run. That it, jock run, yeah, it's an amazing statue too. And yeah, that, it is an incredible. And him holding the rope and all that. Yeah, yeah, it's just that crazy. One, but, um, yeah, no, Frank Quietly is also another great iconic run, and yeah, the pose that Robin in. Here is from yes. that first issue. Yeah, that's yep. just oh, so good, so yeah. good, very good. Continuing the DC Comics superheroes bust line that has uh, come out pretty consistently, uh, regularly. Sorry, since the New Fifty Two started, um, we're getting an Aquaman, which of course I have to be excited about, even though it's Jim Lee and it's New Fifty Two. Um, it actually looks great. I really don't like the bases of these. It's something that has stopped me from buying quite a few of them uh, because they it just. I, I I know that they've gone for trying to have a consistent look, but the way that the bases just kind of the characters look like they've just been cut off at the pelvis and slammed onto it just doesn't. It's just weird. It's weird. Um, yeah, after such great work that DC Direct used to do with their busts of having character specific integrated bases, these have just never worked for me. Um, but I'll obviously be getting this. <laughs> um, it's a more height-friendly Aquaman too, because usually, you know, he's got the trident way up in the air, and the uh, original Aquaman bust, which is a great, great bust, um, has got, you know, it's actually, even though it's a bust, it's a very high piece because the trident is quite high, and in this one he's actually holding it, down towards the ground and so it is only six inches not even quite six inches tall so it's good and for a new 52 version it looks good i reckon if that necklace is removable that wouldn't be too bad yeah if you could get that it, apart from that necklace it's not overly new 52 e like he doesn't have the sideburns or that yeah, true. I don't but because it's you know because it's Aquaman. I don't mind the different era showing the different eras or you know, whatever. I mean the 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 necklace I've never loved, um, but yeah, m- maybe it will be. Well, DC is finished, and that means I must be too. So over to you, John. Well, thank you very much. And you know what's coming up, and it'll probably be over by the time you guys hear this. But Aliens Day is four twenty six, and. Eddie and Ben will be excited because NECA is doing something special. They're bringing out a Ripley figure. And this one is um, Space Marine uh, Ripley based on the old Kenner version. So like they've done the, the some of the Kenner Predators and stuff. This is the Ripley from their Aliens line. Um, and as soon as I saw the, the picture, I hadn't even seen what it was. I, I knew what it was um, just from the look and those colors. They, they really look like that vintage figure yeah, i'm actually I'm, sorry I, I actually could be keen on this i think um, i'm excited for it are you yeah 
this this was my Ripley. I knew the figure line before I ever watched any of the movies. So this is kind of my when I think of Ripley, this is one of the first images I think of is this figure. Huh. Well, cool. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, with you. Yeah. They did a really great job. She looks like, you know, I I'm sure we will. Have they done this figure without? This is just a repaint, right, Eddie? Um, let me have a look. It pretty much is a repaint of the Aliens one. The bandana, I believe, is new around her neck. And obviously the, um, I forget the name, but the power gun uh, mm-hmm. steady cam one is a new accessory. But, yeah, the figure for the most part is just the uh, Aliens one that's already been released. But he's actually, a lot of collectors are having trouble finding now, so. If you missed out on her, this could be a good substitute. Yeah, this is this is a cool figure, and it's um, you know nice to see them continuing that that homage to the the vintage Kenner stuff. I really dig this. Yeah, really dig this. Even yeah. the back of the card art is that Kenner style. Yeah, I don't collect this line, but that is a figure that I could buy. I've I've kind of had my hand on the other Luck Ripley figure in the store a couple of times and then thought, Oh no, this is silly. I don't clip this line, but this one I could see myself getting. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I've actually had some of their aliens in my hand before and been like, ah, I should get that. And then I don't. And then I'm like, ah, I should get an alien. And then I'm like, I don't. <laughs> so. so funny. No, I don't. Still in a clam show shell. So sorry, John. Yeah. Well, I actually saw the boxed alien at Walmart. Um, the, you know, the window box one. And I, I really was tempted by that. So, um, you know, I've got some DC stuff here. Well, semi DC stuff because we haven't had enough of Batman 66. <laughs> we, we, we have to have some premium format statues and we're getting uh, Catwoman, and this is Julie Newmar, right? Yeah. Yep. So this is the, the Julie Newmar Catwoman, And, um, it, it, we didn't see in the preview picture, so we'll probably have more information later on. But uh, she's got her claws out on one hand, and, and I don't know. It looks like her. It, uh, I mean, we can only mm-hmm. see the head sculpt at the moment, but it's pretty amazing. I, I when I saw the solicit, well, the, sorry, when I saw the previews for these, I thought, oh man, do we really need more of this stuff? But these, from what we can see so far, actually look amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and because to go along with her, we're getting, of course, a man himself in that 66 version. And and he's not as static as she is. He looks, he looks like he's more in that, you know, thwap, pow, bang, you know. And that's an incredible likeness. I oh. don't know if that's been touched digitally, but that's just crazy good. I was about to say the same thing. If I just glanced at that, I would have thought it was a photo. It's the only thing really giving it away, and it's barely is just the seams on the yeah. underarm there. Yeah. Apart from that, that I would just assume it was a photo. That's yeah. just. Oh, see, I was thinking the seams might be there because of the costume. <laughs> <laughs> I really was. I was thinking they were there. I was thinking that was detail. That's possible. But yeah, I, I don't know. We will have to wait and see the the, the major photos. We'll have to wait. And see. I wouldn't have thought you could see his ribs. Yeah, that might be some artistic license in the book. Oh, there, he was fit for a little bit there, I think, in the beginning, and then kind of went more downhill as the. By the time you got to 
the superhero variety hour. There was no ribs. It is a premium format collector, Scott. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts? Are is this something you'd, you'd get or? Uh, no, only because it's. Uh, I wouldn't do a movie or TV figure at this scale just because of the price and space. Um, but of everything I've seen so far, this is. I think the tweeter head stuff looks fantastic. Um, obviously, this is mixed media, and so it's something different again. I, I, I'm blown away by what we see so far. Yeah, I think the price point on this is a little. If if we hadn't had so much of it lately, I kind of wonder, you know, if this hadn't came at the end of that, if it went over, maybe a little better. But we'll see. Yeah, I, I think that there are. There's probably two different categories of of you know, people that would buy this. Um, there are those people that buy, will buy it because it's a sideshow premium format and they collect, you know, broadly in that line. And of course for them, the timing of this in terms of coming after quite a few other pieces, isn't going to matter if you were a really dead keen Batman 66 person and you'd already jumped for, um, some of the other stuff, you might be a bit annoyed. Um, but the, the Twitter head stuff, I think looks fantastic. It's obviously, uh, slightly smaller, um, comes with diorama pieces, um, et cetera. I'm really excited about what they're doing too. So yeah, I, I, I'd like the Twitter head stuff a little bit more, but, um, I just, I, I'm not a, as much as I love Batman 66, I don't have any of the merchandise just because I, I'd rather have regular Batman stuff. So and we can't go without having some Star Wars news, of course. And uh, this is also from Sideshow, and they are announcing the Zuckus six-scale figure. <laughs> <laughs> because this figure is always going to be Zuckus to me. It will not be Forlom, even though um, it, it, it they have it titled Forlom. I will have to write them an email and tell them they're wrong. So People this is wonder the, why I have issue with Vintage. Couldn't even get the names right on the back <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to clarify, this is the bugged head uh, droid um, version of the bounty hunter, not the uh, one that has the robe. So, depending on what school you're from, will determine whether which one you call it. If you're as young as Eddie, you will call it Forlom. The correct name for a droid. Oh, droids can't have regular names. Do droids have to have numbers in their names? That's droidist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't serve that kind here. Oh, okay. Well, Eddie's views do not reflect. It was for long before the figures. It was the role play guide that had it down. Ah, crazy people. It was something to do with a role play guide that mixed the names up. Um, Oh, no. No, it had to be the figures. It had to be the figures. There was some story about it being the the role play guide. I don't think there was a role play guide back then. Yeah, we'll curb this for another time. So I remember hearing the story about this from Steve Sansweet about it. Um, there was some sort of muck up with the names. Mm. Yeah, it had something to do with a role play guidebook. Well, or maybe that we was where it. they first maybe corrected it. It could be. Oh, maybe we, could, uh, we will figure it out and we will have yeah. a debate. Someone write in. Coming That's always easy. Someone time. write in and say where this name swap happened and the story behind it. And you'll get a no prize. Okay. Um, Record it on audio so we don't have to read it. Yeah. Because we're lazy. 
Um, one thing yeah, I, I always find with Forlom is like this is a high end uh, six scale figure, but no matter how Forlom is done, he just always looks cheap to me. It's just that droid body design and then the bug head just stuck on top. It just no matter how like the quality, it just always looks like a kind of soap bottle guy to me. And that's film accurate. That is film accurate, but it just always looks like a cheap figure. Yeah. Even in the film, I mean, you look like a cheap figure. I mean, IG-88 couldn't move in the film, right? I mean, he has a coffee he maker, just, but he just, yeah. he, he still oh makes a good figure. Oh, my gosh. This guy doesn't. This guy just always I, looks I believe you've got one more news item, John. <laughs> well, I, I had to say that Bosk is a reuse of a Doctor Who costume, so. Yeah. Anyway, my last item is actually pretty cool because it is the Women of Dynamite um, Red Sonia statue. And this is uh, about 11 and a half inches high. This is Red Sonia on a like stony uh, base with um, her chainmail armor. So uh, if you're a fan of that iteration in the, the Scott Campbell um, version of her, you will like the statue. She's got a big ass sword and a little axe on the other hand. Yeah. I, of all the Red Sonja things I've seen recently, this one to me uh, feels a more kind of comic-y. Um, I was just going to say that, yeah. Yeah, and it uh, appeals to me um, the most of – I mean, I, I, all the Sideshow stuff is obviously beautifully detailed, and um, but it's all a bit kind of gory and scary for me, particularly with chopped-up snakes and stuff. <laughs> I, I, I still, actually reckon – uh, Go ahead, I was going to say, I actually reckon this is uh, one of the best interpretations of um, Campbell art we've seen in the 3D form, someone actually interpreting his art into a statue because some of his attempts at doing that have been a little bit on the wonky side just because of his style, but this one, they really seem to have captured it. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. I, I still prefer the 80s Red Sonja, but that's just me. I've never found the chainmail bikini to be practical. It's interesting to look at. I, just, I, I can't break that in my head. Can someone please just, Scott, can you just put that audio by itself? Of John saying, I just don't find chainmail bikini practical. I might. There's just in quotes oh, on his business it's card. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love it. She's got... She's got scale mail garters. What are those going to do? She doesn't even have stockings. It's a bad, a bad tattoo that you got during schoolies. That's great. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's great, though. I, I can appreciate it for what it is. Well, before this articulated news segment goes on for too long, I think uh, we should move on with our next segment of the AFB podcast game. Name that. Okay. Now it's time for everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. the engine nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. So over to you, John. What have you got for us this week? Well, thank you, Eddie. I kind of uh, mixed things up, and I tried to give a hard one last week, but it maybe didn't turn out to be as hard as I thought. So we'll, we'll play it out right here. 
back to the time of the dinosaurs, battling the bad guys to save the future. Oh man, Dinobots. Uh, I, I, is it? Can I guess? Oh, wait a minute. I want to say that it's not Dinobots, and that was Lukey Luke's guess in the forum as well. So you're uh, you're, you're on the right. You're on a. You're on a. You you got what I was editing it for. I actually edited okay. it to make sound like Dinobots, but it wasn't. So Eddie, oh, nice. Thanks. You tricked me. Is it Dino Riders? It is not Dino Riders. Is it Beast Wars? It is not Beast Wars. <sighs> Josie and the Pussycats. I'm still looking for a commercial. <laughs> Mask. Hey, we did mask last Golden week. Girls. Uh, golden Girls. Yeah. Golden Girls. Yep. Dino Golden Girls. Oh, yep. yeah. Well, that would work. <laughs> that's that's ageist. <laughs> you guys ready? What was it? Well, Hellbot knew what it was. Hellbot. This is, this is uh, Heroes on a Half Shell. Um, these are the little <gasps> um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they're the dino ah, versions of them. A brand new thing. A writer, yeah. Yeah, it's a new thing. I know. I never normally do new things. This is a new thing. So no, that's that was the trick. So so wow. Hellbot jumped right in there. He said his uh, uh, Hellbot Junior is uh, collecting these, and um, he knew right away what it was. So good good job, uh, Hellbot. Good, Hellbot good, Junior. <laughs> good, good to see. You. I can't remember if he said Hellbot Junior or Mini Hellbot. Either way, it it when I read it, it, <laughs> it amused me, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So. <laughs> Nice. Good job, Hellbot. Yeah. So. And the Hellbot family. Yeah. The Hellbot family. <laughs> I, that just makes me happy. I want somebody to draw a cartoon strip of that. The Hellbot family. <laughs> anyway, um, we should probably put a new thing in, and, and we're going to do that. We'll put the thing in the thing right here. And we'll thing it up one more time. Whip chains, hidden projectiles, and with flaming discs and a ghost fire gun, they destroy. Eddie. Yep. If they knew what that thing was, where <laughs> where would they go? The thing in the thing. They would go to the Action Figure Blues forum and head into the PEG section where you have a message board post for the Name That Game. You would go in there and venture a guess at what it is. Uh, but chances are Halbot would have beaten you to it because he's just awesome at this game. So someone needs to stand up and take Halbot down. He's He's been reigning champ for far too long. He's the club lang. People are scared. We need someone to go out there, Rocky up, and go in there, challenge him. I don't know. Mr. Jones Mr. Jones there was giving him a run for a couple of weeks there, so True, yeah, we're, true. We have got some we've got some contenders out there. We need some. like a a leaderboard yeah. on this and do like a actual like proper finals. I, I'm way too lazy for a for period that. of time. Yeah, I'm way too lazy for that. Yeah. Someone make a final board for this. We first. should make him come on and do a bunch live. Oh yeah. Yeah. Battle it out. I can name, name that commercial that. in two seconds. Yeah. Name that, that mania. That'd be too hard for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what was the address for the form since you didn't say it? Where would they find the form? Uh it's action figure blues AFBforum.com. AFB forum dot com. 
we finally got Adam straightened out. Now we're going to have to get Eddie straightened out. I was good at it for a bit. No, it's <laughs> I, was going. I was good at it. Scott, if they did happen to get it right. I, yes. What, what would be, well, what would be showered down upon them? Jelly babies. Oh. Yeah. I've got all different. I've got a bowl of jelly babies here. Are they um, from the couch guess. or? No, no, no. They're from a, a packet of jelly babies. And then they. Are they Starburst? They're, they're Starburst ones, yeah. Oh. They're so good. And uh, some of them look like little Buddhas. Um, and um, I will pour them over your head. I, I actually have a, a, a funny Buddha story from earlier in the week. Um, I was laying on the love seat and my shirt had kind of came up over my belly and. Mrs. Knight walks by and she's like, would you pull your shirt down? You look like Buddha. I'm like, I'm short. I'm overweight. And I have a shaved head. I do not have an opportunity to not look like Buddha. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I used to have a shirt that said I had the body of a God. And then I had a picture of Buddha on it. And it was a black shirt. And I wore it to my graduation ceremony. Because we got told you could just wear like jeans and a shirt because you get like the robe and the mortarboard hat and that as you go up anyway. But the robe didn't close at the front. It just, you just wore it like an open jacket. So I was going to have this. Um, I have the body of a Buddha, but then I realized I could just turn my shirt around the other way. So I have a backwards shirt on in my graduation photo because of Buddha. I had some. Somebody- university? You're talking about it at university? Ah, uh, yeah, this was my yeah. um, so funny. teaching diploma. I uh, had somebody... Which still scares Scott. I'm just petrified. Anyway. In a uh, Japanese restaurant, I was standing next to a Buddha statue, and they came by and rubbed my belly instead of his. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's mean. Yeah, well. And it wasn't somebody I knew. I mean, it was just somebody random. No, are you serious? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That person went on to be Steve Jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if all of this is just too hard and you'd still like some forum points, um, you can come by tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays where we play the picture version. And there's plenty of great reviews and stuff up over there too. So come by, see it. Okay. That, uh, wraps up this segment. And coming up next, we have the toy of the week. the dinosaurs battling the bad guys to save the future the turtles along with all of their dino friends are ready to rumble triceraton and his robo raptor with slashing claws are attacking but donnie's t-rex swings his mighty tail and robo's history making shredder a dinosaur loser half shell heroes blast of the past figures and collections each sold separately we have two Toy of the Week segments for this show, and they both happen to be Diamond Select toys. And Eddie is going to do the first round. So over to you, Eddie. Oh, thank you, Scott. Uh, so as I mentioned, I dropped in at uh, Pop Culture. 
uh, our sponsor, and I picked up these Diamond Select Ghostbuster figures. So uh, I'm assuming most people are familiar with the property of Ghostbusters. It's a movie classic. And I picked up the Ghostbusters Ray, uh, who's played by Dan Aykroyd in the movie, and Winston, uh, who's played by Ernie Hudson. These are two out of three figures that make up the first wave. Uh, there is also a Rick Moranis, but uh, I'm yet to pick up that figure. Very excited for these. Ghostbusters is one of my favourite properties of all time. Uh, and though I had the animated cartoon figures growing up, they were some of the very first figures I collected, The I always wanted figures based on the movie versions of the Ghostbusters that uh, we finally got with the Maddie Collector figures a few years ago, that things have kind of been quiet on their front. But uh, we got news last year that Diamond Select were going to be producing figures. So uh, I was very excited to see once they started releasing images of them that they were some very nice sculpting. And they finally came out this year in 2016. Uh, and I obviously have picked them up. Uh, I was very excited to have these in hand, but things kind of changed a bit once I got them out of packaging. Uh, and I think it should make for an interesting <laughs> toy of the week because I definitely have a few things to say on these guys that I haven't really talked about in any toy of the week before. Uh, so first up, price-wise, they're looking to set you back around 38 to $50 here in Australia. There's a bit of price variation depending on where you're going. Uh, there is two different versions of these. There's a regular uh, like comic book store uh, direct market one from Diamond, and they're the ones that come with the connector base. And there's also a Toys R Us version that's just a plain figure that uh, Diamond Select do do sometimes uh, with these figures. But if you want your most for your buck, I don't believe there's much of a price difference for the ones in the States. Uh, I reckon the connector-based one uh, from your comic book store is the way to go. Packaging-wise, they're pretty much what you expect from Diamond Select. They're those big, chunky, block-style blister cards with a big piece of folded cardboard in the corner that really is a pain to rip open and uh, get that plastic tray out. And I also tend to find uh, something we haven't really talked about much, but trying to put your rubbish and rip it up to separate the plastic tray for your bin and the cardboard for the recycling and pack that down and do all that. It's just always a bugger when it comes to diamond select figures, uh, just with their design of their packaging. Uh, but that might just be me. Uh, no, when should I get to my review? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're just, even just opening the figures, they become like a huge, uh, elephant in the room as you're moving around and trying to pack through. They take up a lot of total surface area. Uh, it is uh, the design on the box is you kind of green, green Ghostbusters uh, slime background with your classic uh, Ghostbusters film logo. Collector friendly, uh, I don't think it's very friendly because it's very hard to open those blister cards without ripping everything out of it. In box, there's so much jammed in that it's not overly appealing visually for the figure to be in there uh but then once you get it out it's no way you're getting it back in uh in the exact same way so not overly collector friendly uh i think but uh, i do think they're 
made to open the select toys. Uh, coming in with this sculpt, as I mentioned, at first glance, these sculpts uh, do seem to be very good. It's actually probably the best Dan Aykroyd uh, facial likeness uh, I can think of that we've gotten on any figure. The Ernie Hudson's very good as well. The detail in their Ghostbuster jumpsuits is really great and fantastic. They actually do have slightly different sculpts on each of the Ghostbuster figures. They're not just using the same body over, which is a nice touch. There's definitely a lot of accurate detailing going on in the proton pack and even the straps around the proton pack and the belts. Uh, now, they are permanently attached. They are loose on the figure, but there's no way of removing them from the figure without cutting the straps, though, uh, through on it. But the sculpting is where things do start to take a bit of a turn in some weird spots on these guys. And this is where things started going downhill uh, for me here. Uh, first thing I found out, which I was really disappointed in, uh, is the bottom of their feet is actually sculpted in a roundish manner. So the sole of the feet is actually lower than the back heel on the figure and it's rounded. Mm. It's not a flat surface, which makes them extremely difficult to stand up. Um, it's kind of uh, like uh, it's, it's basically not a flat surface, so it's, it's going to be rocking one way or another. So you really have to very lightly position them to stand and then the slightest bump is going to send them uh, tumbling over, which is very disappointing because they're already going to have trouble with sort of a heavy backpack. Uh, and, yeah, having round sculpts on the feet is just disappointing. I'm oh, kind of hoping that this was a mistake maybe coming out of the mould or something. Something hasn't gone right because I wouldn't imagine you would design a figure to have uh, this kind of thing going on with the rounded uh, boot bottoms there. Now, they do have peg holes in their feet, which would make you think, well, that rounded boot isn't going to matter because you've got peg holes and they come with bases, so you can put them on that. None of the bases out of any of the waves we've seen so far actually have um, pegs in them, though, to put them on. So they're very hard to stand up, but you're teased with peg holes, but there's no peg points to actually put them in and help them stand up. So if you are getting these, you might want to invest in some doll stands or something to help uh, keep them up because otherwise you're going to be positioning them up against walls or something to keep them uh, standing through. The next issue I found was uh, to do with the – you get a proton stream uh, in that has a little nub at the end that's obviously designed to slide into the wand so you can have the wand in a beam effect. But they actually don't have on the proton wand itself a hole to insert that proton stream into. So you've just got a loose proton stream that can't connect to anything on the wand, even though it's got the little thin nub at the end uh, that would be used to place it into something. Uh, so obviously something else went wrong here. Uh, either they forgot to sculpt the hole in on the design and it went through, or they found that that little nub was breaking off and it was just a issue with that and they had it removed. Now, the next wave that is just starting to hit stores now actually do come with another extra 
clear plastic connector piece that you put on the end of the proton wand and then can put the proton stream into it. But for these two first wave figures, it does you no good. There's no way of connecting these two pieces together um, that clearly were meant to connect together at some point. So that's very disappointing. Other disappointment on the sculpt, which is a bit of a nitpick, is they have swappable hands. Now, the gloved hands at first glance did look very cool until I realised the glove hands are just repaints of the ungloved hands. Uh, They're just those hands painted black. And what it actually is, the base of the glove hand is just a piece of uh, rubber circle that then gets put over uh, the uh, sort of sleeve of the arm and then you put the new hand extender in, uh, which is actually a very clever piece to get around uh, the glove going over the sleeve of the arm to get that look. But when you're looking at the hands up close, uh, you can even see some fingernail imprinting and stuff like that going on on their gloved hands, which kind of isn't good. I would have preferred to have actual... Um, glove sculpt going on or a more basic sculpt on the hand sculpt if they were going to repaint through these. Uh, Another one, bit more on the nitpicky side, is on Ray's belt he has a massive peg sticking out the back. Now that's actually to connect the uh, ghost trap onto, which uh, Winston comes with a ghost trap that you can plug on. Ray doesn't come with a ghost trap, though, so he does just have this massive plug uh, on the side of him that can be a little bit distracting there, but if you've got an extra ghost trap, you could plug that on to there and cover that up. But it is slightly annoying that there's a big plug on that for a ghost trap that he doesn't even come with when on the top end of the proton pack where the wand is meant to connect in at the top. So as they store their wands away uh, when they're not using them on the side of the backpack, it's this tiny little sort of triangle piece of plastic that hooks into sort of a weird kind of V-shape on the wand, and that's how it gets held into place in the back of the proton pack. And that's such a tiny, thin piece to hook it on. You're basically just balancing um, the wand on a tiny out crotch of uh, plastic there. So once again, any little tumble is going to have that wand coming off. It really does not connect well at all. So it's very hard to get those wands um, hooked into the back uh, of the packs there, which is kind of annoying when they've done massive plugs elsewhere uh, for the traps. So they clearly know other ways of connecting things. And this one's just not going through and I've even seen some bad reports of people getting their figures and that tiny bit of plastic actually didn't get glued on onto their proton pack so people have no way of connecting it even um, though this way is quite difficult to do so that can be quite frustrating particularly since the figure doesn't stand and is often tumbling if you're trying to stand them with the proton uh, ones hooked into their backpack that's also going to be coming off uh, with a slight moment that they uh, fall off too. So uh, yeah, I feel like I've rendered on a bit about issues there with the sculpts. And I do want to say these aren't killers of the figures, but these are those little minor nitpicks that you're like, oh, that's not great, that's not great. And there was just a lot of them I found here with this one. On the paint side, though, I do think the paint is 
really well done. Uh, they've got some really nice washers going over onto the jumpsuit. Lots of different buckles and things have been given there, metallic paint. Uh, I don't really think there's any paint applications lacking anywhere too much except for the Proton Pack. They've gone and used a lot of stickers for decals, and I'm talking sort of your early 80s Star Wars vehicle, G.I. Joe-based kind <laughs> of stickers where the sticker hasn't exactly been shaped 100% correctly to uh, the piece that it's being stuck onto. So there's a lot of edges of these stickers coming out over the side. And mm. I do think that whoever applied the stickers might have had a bit of a shaky hand uh, because they're not all exactly in the best locale or in some cases even facing the right way up, uh, which is another bit of a shame. And it does, I don't mean to be nitpicky or an anti-Vintite again, but it does also, for me, take away a bit of the quality of the backpack here that they've done some really great sculpting on having these sort of random stickers poorly applied onto the back to the point that I would have almost preferred them to come with a sticker sheet and let me apply them on than come already uh, pre-stuck on and done if they're going to be done uh, in such a manner. But uh, that's my only real issue. It's not even so much with the paint, but I couldn't think of what other category to put these stickers under. Um, I do think it detracts a little bit there. Articulation-wise, it's got about 25 uh, articulation points throughout the body, so you've got ball joints on the head, the shoulders, the wrists and the ankles. You've got cut joints on the uh, torso and the upper chest, the upper thighs and the crotch, and you've also got swivel joints in the elbows, uh, double swivel joints in the knees and the upper leg. Uh, so he has got a lot of articulation points, unfortunately, because of the belts and the straps on the proton packs. Uh, it's very hard to get good uh, positioning or use of the articulation because wires and different things and straps sort of really hinder it. So even though it's got a lot of joints on it, uh, it's very hard to pose these guys. You've got maybe the right leg you can do a bit of posing with, but everything else is still kind of fairly limited. And one of the big disappointments is it's very hard to get them holding the wand in the classic double hand pose, which I do think is a bit of an iconic look for the Ghostbusters holding their weapon is them holding both parts uh, of the wand, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, so, yeah, very limited uh, posability and playability. Um, despite the points of articulation. Accessories-wise, Ray comes with 10 hands, uh, four rubber rings to put around the base of those gloved ones to give it that more gloved effect. Uh, he also comes with a radio. He comes with his goggles, uh, which for me was an another point of the goggles are really great and really well sculpted and look very much spot on to the movie. But uh, they are designed so they can go over his head but it's only so that he's looking through them. You can't get them in a good pose just resting on his forehead, which I think is the iconic look uh, of the goggles on Ray's head. So I do think that's a little bit of a shame. I can understand 
uh, with his sort of cloth of pear that that would be very difficult to do and maybe work out. But I do kind of wish there was a way of doing that, either giving him swappable heads instead or something along those lines. But uh, for me, it's not as iconic having Ray wearing the goggles as it is having them up on his forehead. Uh, and he also comes with the corner base of Dana's apartment building uh, for the Collect and Connect. Uh, Winston, he comes with 10 hands again, four of those rubber rings, the radio. He comes with the ghost trap, uh, and he comes with the stone bench that Dana lies upon uh, there at the end of the movie on that uh, set on uh, top of Dana's apartment building. Now, I actually do think this is where one of the strengths of this line is going to be is in this collect and connect base. Uh, to build the top of Dana's apartment building where uh, Goza comes through and appears. That's looking to be fantastic. They're huge chunks of base that you're getting with each figure. So once this thing is said and done, it is going to be a massive display piece, uh, which is going to be brilliant. Uh, Once again, though, I do have a little bit of a nitpick. It's not a horrible one, though, but this is something that annoys me across multiple lines, and that's when you have... Uh, build and connect or builder figures that come across multiple waves. In that first wave and second wave, they give you pieces that don't connect together. So you end up with a bunch of random pieces and you don't even get to start uh-huh. building or connecting. And that's just something that kind of kind of grinds my gears a little bit. I kind of want to at least start connecting things and building up, but they seem to specifically have chosen things across these first six figures that don't actually connect and click through and that so you're waiting for a figure to come out, you know, late this year or early next year before you can really start getting some momentum building on that. But the pieces that they do come, uh, it's mainly just grey plastic with a bit of washes, but they are looking fantastic and very film accurate there, uh, which might be my one of my big things if I choose to continue buying these figures is to eventually build up uh, that display piece, but these guys really left me very perplexed. It's been a while since I've had a figure that's left me this, both thinking they look like really great figures, but once I actually have them in my hand and I'm looking around and playing with things, there's so many little nitpicks that I have with them that I can't enjoy them on the level that I want to of finally having these really great looking Ghostbuster figures. It's just, there's a lot of things here that are almost good and almost work through and just really strange nitpicks. Now, as I said, the second wave is improving on things such as uh, finally being able to connect the energy beams. I hope other ones come with extras of those little connector points so you can uh, retroactively add them to these ones and have them all firing their streams. Uh, so hopefully they're paying attention and will fix up a few other things. I know a lot of people have been complaining about the hooks Uh, For the proton ones on the backpacks, maybe they'll fix that up uh, with later waves of these. But, yeah, very mixed. So at the end of it, I might have to give these guys five out of ten dollies in the rating. And now that to be, that may seem low, but I want to be clear, it's a very solid five. That five that is good is a very solid five but then there is another side of these that really well i i would recommend cautiously 
uh, going in to these guys here. So much to the fact I was actually thinking about this if someone came to me and said, Eddie, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan, haven't brought any figures, do I go the Diamond Select or do I go the old Maddie Collector ones? I think just almost quality-wise I might be leaning towards recommending still I like the uh, Maddie Collector ones, even though the sculpts may not be as accurate and you're not getting as much for your dollar you're still going to be able to pose them, put them around and stand and walk away and know they're still going to be there when you come back from work uh, later on with uh, not a lot of damages or scrapes or that. So, yeah, a very, very mixed one. Uh, Look, based there. on the photos, obviously I haven't seen these. Uh, I have seen them in hand but not out of the packet. Um, but based on the photos, I think five is generous. I think that some some of that paint. Um, stuff alone is um, pretty bad. You know, um, yeah, I was looking at the photos too, and you can find those at facebook.com backslash action figure blues because Eddie's posted them up over there. Um, I was looking at the ghost, you know, the Ghostbusters logo on the shoulder, and that doesn't even really look like it's that well done for what that should be. Like that should be really crisp, and it doesn't look as crispy as it really should. There's a bit of bleeding of the black on the raised one. The Winston one's not too bad. It could just be the photos giving a bit of an effect because the arm itself can be slightly shiny on the plastic that might be not. Yeah, it just up it looks slightly off to me for some reason. I don't know if the detail's just not there or if it's – it just could have been a little nicer, I think. Clean yeah, applied. I think – I think another thing it could be is uh, they've obviously done like a dirty wash on the arm itself and then applying sort of that paint design over a wash I don't think has helped it either on the white parts. It's not – I I do think that's um, not as bad as it may be coming across in the photos in person. There'd be other sort of spots that I'd be jumping on, but – um, personally, yeah, it's, it's not so much, I definitely see where you guys are coming from with the paint, but yeah, there, there's other pieces there than the paint, um, itself that really like the stickers on the backpack are just, it's yeah, hard. It just looks, justice for that scene. they'd almost been better off, you know, they should have been tampos to begin with, I think. And then, um, you know, if they had to make them little lines instead of writing, I think it'd have been fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just solid colors. Indeed. Well, Eddie, thank you very much for that. I think it's a very fair uh, review. Some good things for people to watch out for if you do plan on purchasing these. And we will take a short break and come back and talk about the other new items that we've added to our collections this week. Coming from the farthest reaches of the universe to challenge the worst villains on Earth are the most powerful heroes ever in the Battle of the Superpowers Collection. Can it be the Supermobile on the attack? The Lexor 7 armed with kryptonite? Will the Supermobile repel those deadly rays? You bet. Ready for battle? Activate Ram! New from Kenner's Superpowers Collection. Vehicles and figures with power action, each sold separately. Flying lessons for Penguin? Fish bait for Luther? Can the Supermobile defeat the Lexor 7? You decide. 
We're all here because we collect, so Feeding the Addiction is where we take time to check in with each other and discuss new acquisitions and pre-orders we've made. Uh, So, Scott, let's begin with you tonight. What have you picked up in your travels? I, as I mentioned before, was in Queensland this week, and so I got to drop in at Comics Etc. in Queensland, uh, in Brisbane, which has, I have to say, not the not the friendliest and most welcoming uh, attendance of any comic shop. I've decided I think they're just shy. Um, but seriously, how hard is it to say hello, people? Um, the But they have really good prices. And so I didn't realize that the Kotobukiya Artifacts Red Robin was out yet, but it was, and I got it there for a really good price. So that will go alongside my Lex Luthor I got last week, and I'll probably join them together for a Toy of the Week at some point. So great to see that line still continuing. And then I pre-ordered the... um, uh, Holy crap. This is what I get for not looking at the script. Wow, that's a I, cool figure. Does it come in the box one or the carded? Holy crap. Do you know what? I actually Probably got it loose. Specific. Yeah, I got it loose, and that's why I was so confused. No, sorry, I pre-ordered the, 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 the one. The, you know why I'm so confused? is because I was actually looking on Big Bad at the 112 collected Judge Dredd and thinking, oh, maybe I should have that. And But it's actually the 112 collective Flash is what I pre-ordered. Uh, yeah. oh. Not that flash. Wrong one. Wrong yeah. flash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, you guys are hard work. Very cool. Yay. And what about you, John? Have you I I don't think I got anything recently since the last time I was on. I heard you got a nice pie. I did, uh, yeah, I had a nice uh cream cheese and strawberry pie. I did I was walking through a Walgreens and I, I saw the mystery minis for um Batman v Superman and I I picked it up and I looked at it and I was like, oh, I should get one of those. But half the characters are like the the civilian versions, you know, like the Clark and the Bruce and the yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, you know, if I got one of those, I am just going to be disappointed. So yeah. I just kind of <laughs> put it back down. And then um, I was glad I did because I I felt a little less guilty because I I saw the uh, Game of Thrones series three are coming soon. So. Um, <laughs> I'm sure those will be hitting my Walgreens, and I'll be buying those. Yay. Hey, speaking of Game Game of Thrones, um, I shared on our Facebook, the Action Figure Blues Facebook page today, something not toy-related at all, but it is the promo um, that Foxtel Australia has been using for Game of Thrones Series 6, which I honestly think is one of the best commercials ever. So if you haven't watched it, John or anyone else, go over to our Facebook page and have a look, because it it won't make any sense to you unless you know the series, but if you know the series, I think you really enjoy it. Is that the guy going on a date? Oh, yes. It's just wonderful. I love it. I've been that guy so many times. I love it. Come an expert <laughs> in something to impress a girl, and then you uh, hey, Don't spoil it. Uh, uh, we all know it. Anyway. Eddie, what, what about you? What did you, you get? Yeah. I brought something. So I uh, <laughs> finished off. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the Shadow uh, figure Where set. Where did you bring so them? Some... Did you bring them to the park? Or... Oh dear! Uh, yeah, I took them. I brought them up to the register where I purchased them. <laughs> I just want to point uh, out it wasn't me this time. 
I, I was trying to get there before you. Thank just, you. So. No, I'm I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. It takes John a village. Loves, John, John just loves chaos. Yeah. <laughs> wants to watch this podcast burn. Oh. Um, <sighs> he, <laughs> I turned it on you somehow. Um, so I know Ben's probably uh, shivering somewhere knowing that I'm giving money to Michael Bay. Uh, but they, they're actually, I, I didn't mind, particularly the Bebop and Rocksteady. Um, I've had really fun just uh, keeping around my desk here and picking up and fiddling with as I go by at times. Uh, the Krang is a bit of a pain. His rubber figure is way too big to fit in his robotic human belly. Uh, so I actually found one for cheap. Toy World was having a sale on them, and I took an X-Acto knife and really did some brain surgery on the crane <laughs> and made it so he fits nice and neat in the belly now, which is good because the eyes can actually rub off if you play with them too much, as people have found. Oh, dear. Uh, so that's why I can have hmm, one. Don't do that. No, I don't. There's, uh, the Pixel Dan video is actually kind of scary. You actually see him. Uh, while he's recording it, rub an eye off, and it's a bit sad. <laughs> you know, it's that Does he cry? Every, every toy review, uh, not reviewer, but every toy collector has had it at some point where you, like, are just getting something out of the packet and you're playing with it and fiddling with it and seeing what can do it, and you just, something goes wrong, it breaks, it snaps, you realise you're missing a piece, and it's just that deflating moment of, oh, no, this is not that. Oh, and you actually it gets captured on that video, which is kind of sad, but worth checking out. Uh, so, yeah, I once again, uh, our Facebook page, I've put up pictures of it so you can go and uh, see the brain surgery that was done on the Krang. Uh, also got in my Batman uh, Mattel multiverse figures. And i got to say, I actually really like the Dark Knight Returns uh, recent ones they've done, so the Superman the Frank Miller Batman and the Son of the Bats, which is a really clever reuse of the Guy Gardner. Uh, I actually Wilson. saw one of those um, Frank Miller Batman figures the other day. I was just walking by, and it had a yellow mark underneath the bat symbol that I actually saw like out of place. I mean, it's just a big yellow streak just walking <laughs> by the figure. Oh, that's not good. No. I am happy to report Pine doesn't have that. The only odd one with mine is the Superman, where you've got the seam that runs along the plastic joint where the two pieces of plastic have been connected. Um, the human flesh on the back of his neck is a completely different colour to the human flesh on the front of his neck. Um, but both seem to blend in weirdly uh, with his head sculpt, but... Looking at him from the front is fine. Looking at him from the back is fine. But when you look at him side on and catch that little bit um, of difference, it's very odd. But uh, I was actually happy they when, when when the bulbs burn out in the tanning bed. Yeah, uh, I was actually happy to find that they didn't go too old or Ronald Reagan-y on the Superman head sculpts uh, since he's from Dark Knight Returns, and because he uses the Masters of the Universe classic book. Uh, any He-Man fans who want a Superman to go in their collection because of the uh, few DC comics where Superman and He-Man used to cross over, uh, he would actually fit in quite all right as just a young uh, Superman as well for that collection. So he might be something to keep an eye out for. I uh, picked up the Ghostbuster figures that I talked about earlier. And because I got weirdly fascinated with 
the change of outfit for Rick Grimes that we talked about a couple of weeks <laughs> ago. Uh, I ended up getting back into finally cracking out my Walking Dead Blu-rays and trying to catch up on the season. And that also made me go out and buy the McFarlane figure of Rick Grimes uh, in that outfit of his little fuzzy jacket there with the red machete and that through. So I don't know. There's something about that Rick Grimes that's really captured my attention. Carl, Carl, buy my figure. Can't protect Rick. If no one else has any other items to report, speak now or forever hold your peace. It is time uh, for our next toy of the week. An incredible secret is revealed. When innocent-looking vehicles and ordinary men become an awesome fighting team, it's the secret of mask, where illusion is the ultimate weapon. Piranha's getting away with the laser blueprints. Condors. Ready for takeoff. Mask vehicles and place and each sold separately with action figures. I'll let them off the river. <laughs> but Gator's ready, and he never gives up. Surprise, you're through. Mask, where illusion is the ultimate weapon. Wow! Now, our wonderful leader, Scotty, has the next toy of the week. So, over to you, Scotty. Thank you very much. I am going to be reviewing the first wave of the Diamond Select Muppets action figures. Now, just to get a couple of things out of the way right up front, obviously there are there's a big shadow cast over these um, by the very long-running and well-loved Palisades Muppets uh, line, which I uh, missed and never had the pleasure of collecting, and I have never uh, had the, uh, I don't know if it's budget or ability to click pay on uh, any of the secondhand prices of the Palisades Muppets stuff. So for me, um, this is a, a clean slate. I'm not going to be, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not comparing these two. Uh, Palisades because I don't know them particularly well. Um, but one thing that I'll say right up front is that these are, uh, this is a new line. It is not in scale with the Palisades stuff. Um, it is a, a smaller scale. Oh, that's Fuzzy Bear falling over. Um, I'm about to chuck. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. That's only because I knocked him over. They're actually very stable. Um, so this is a 2016 acquisition. Uh, and release. Um, I'm really glad that John is here while I'm reviewing it because because I don't know the Palisade stuff particularly well. I'm not going to know the um, comparison points. Uh, but again, I'm not you know I'm not judging these by that. I'm judging them on their own uh, on their own merits. The so Eddie's already talked a little bit about uh, packaging in the world of Diamond Select. Um, the, I suppose you know there's pros and cons. I understand why they stick with this packaging because it is instantly recognizable as um, Diamond Select. Um, it isn't collector friendly, you know, from the point of view of, um, you know, once it's open, it's gone. And these are figures that come with a fair few accessories. And so, uh, much in the same way that I would really like something a bit more collector friendly for the DC collectibles. Batman animated stuff that comes with so many accessories. I was really feeling that again here in terms of, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be displaying all of the bits and pieces that come with this. And so I've then got to work out how to store um, a lot of stuff, but it is what it is. Uh, I can forgive that. 
What in 2016 I'm finding it harder to forgive is the whole twist tie addiction that Diamond Select still has that many other companies seem to have been able to recover from. Um, and uh, they, they are so fiddly because they're so small that the amount of time that it took to actually get all of this stuff out of the twist tie prison and uh, onto the reviewing desk was just annoying and ridiculous. Um, so uh, boo his to this packaging. So there are three uh, boxes in this wave with a number of figures. Um, there is a Kermit, um, and I'm going to count the little packing figures that come in as, as accessories. So I'm going to talk about the, the just the main characters. Um, there is another pack that is Gonzo, and then there is a two-pack of Fuzzy Bear and Scooter. So I'll just talk um, Sculpt first. As I said, these are uh, a lot smaller than Palisades. What is Palisades, like, six-inch or...? It really, really varied. Um, yeah. Like like the Fozzy to Scooter, uh, I don't think they were close that way, the way they are here. Fozzy was a lot taller. Fozzy was probably more in that six-inch. Kermit was probably down in about four-inch. Okay. Uh, they really, really varied. Okay. Okay. So th- these are uh, about uh, – Fozzy's about four and a half inches. Um, Gonzo is around – I think it's like three and a quarter – um, Kermit's just under three and three quarters, um, and Scooter is about three and a half. So, um, you know, they're not, these are not big toys. Um, and particularly looking at Kermit, one of the things when I looked at the size and then I looked at his, uh, skinny little legs that I thought, you know, right away was, oh my gosh, is this guy going to be able to stand up because that's going to kill the whole thing. Um, for me, if these are hard to you know pose, but in actual fact, I'm really impressed with all of these figures, both the main figures and the accessory characters, and that they're all either su- from super easy to relatively easy to pose and stand up. Um, you know, they don't. None of them have topple issues, um, and they can hold their accessories really nicely um, and still hold them and not fall over, which is you know always a plus because obviously uh, if this line goes as long as I hope that it does, you're going to have a lot of characters there. And if you end up, you know, having uh, stuff falling over all the time, that can become really annoying. Um, But the the sculpt of these, I'm really uh, impressed with. There's a lot of great detail. Um, My understanding is these are actually have been sculpted by gentle giant. Um, And so that, uh, explains a bit, I think, of the the quality of the sculpt there, which um, is great. Um, Kermit comes with a nice little uh, whack of accessories. Um, one thing that I should say with these tiny little limbs and parts is that uh, you, you do have to be careful with the twist ties. Like normally with bigger figures, I take scissors to them and just kind of twist and pull until they pop off. Um, but these are very small joints. And so you do just need to be careful because I think if you bent one the wrong way, you could be, you know, there'd be sadness. Um, so Kermit comes with two packing characters. He comes with his little nephew, Robin, um, who is also an articulated, 
um, figure. Kermit has got a full range of articulation, um, neck, shoulder, elbow, wrist, um, knees and, and feet, etc. Um, Rob, sorry. Sorry. Are the wrists swivel and pivot or are they just swivel? They're swivel and pivot. How, how sturdy does, does the articulation feel on him? Uh, look, I think quite. I think that the, the the knees are the one thing that I'm kind of you know wondering how well they're going to last um, in terms of that stability. But um, that, you know, I'm actually really impressed by how um, easy. I think because he's got the big flat feet, um, yeah. that gives him a fair bit of ability to stand. And even though they're quite skinny, they they feel a lot tougher than what I thought that they might be. See that that is a change from the Palisades Kermit because the Kermit like that he does not have elbows or knees. Yeah, okay. That I did read a little bit about that when I was kind of doing research for this. That you know, while we don't have the same scale, that there I think are some improvements in some of the articulation. Um, the uh, Robin is just um, five points. He's got his head does swivel on the neck, but then the um, arms and legs are just one joint, but they're actually a little bit bendy. So there's a bit of um, flexibility uh, there. Uh, Then Bean Bunny, which I have to say, I had to Google the name of this character. Bunny. (laughs) He's from Muppet's Christmas Carol. You're right. That's exactly, yeah, I I had to Google. I, I was like, I know what this looks like, but I don't know what it's called. But yeah, Bean Bunny. And he's actually got the five points as well. He's actually got a really nice um, sculpt mm. um, and, you know, head, arms, um, legs. So quite, quite fun. Quite a weird, uh, a weird pack-in. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think, you know, a g- g- nice little thing to throw out there. Obviously, Kermit not being a big um, figure, it's nice to, you know, feel like you're getting your money's worth. Um, from these, these are, I think they're around the $23 mark in the U S um, in Australia, you're going to pay 35 to 40, depending on, um, where you find them. And then the Kermit box comes with quite a few accessories. There's both a guitar and a banjo and the, both of which he can hold quite nicely. And one thing that I was impressed about with the banjo is that, the strap is molded so that it kind of sits nicely. Um, it actually often with accessories like that, they end up being useless because they just can't kind of sit or hang. Right. But they've actually molded the strap. First of all, um, to sit correctly because Kermit is left-handed. And so he, you know, should be playing like strumming with his left hand and that they've, they've strung it, the bow, uh, the, band correctly so that the um it he, he's playing with his left hand um so he can actually hold the the um i can't think of the right word for what the staff of the banjo is the neck the neck thank you the neck in his uh, right hand and play with his left um and it actually sits really nicely because of the way that they've molded the strap and even with the banjo hanging on him it's still really easy to stand him up um then that also comes with a little director's chair which he can uh sit in i'm looking at that director's chair and i am thinking that may actually be the palisades director's chair oh really yeah 
Cool. It I, sure looks like it. It's really I, nicely I'll done, to, I have to say. I'll have to get one of mine out and bring it over and look at the pictures compared to it. But it looks, um, I want to say they did a couple of them. I, I know they did a couple variations because I think it came with Clifford and he, he came in a couple of colors. But yeah, cool. Um, I'll have to bring mine over and look at it. Cool. Um, this was one that uh, I, I was actually quite surprised just by the the quality of it because it is i mean you know it's just plastic um it doesn't fold or anything it is it is what it is but it's really nicely put together and he sits quite nicely in it as well and then there also is a little stool that either robin can sit on or he can put one foot up on while he's playing the banjo and then there's a log for them to sit on as well so um quite nice little uh pieces um i'm just doing the sculpt at the moment so i'll come back and talk about uh, paint in a tick. And then if we move on to Fozzy and Scooter, so being a two-pack, we don't get quite as many accessories, but that's okay. You know, I think, again, at this price point, um, two-packs would definitely be my preference. Um, the uh, I can see why you know Kermit and Gonzo, being such major characters, get the one-pack, but hopefully we'll see more two-packs as we go. Um, Fozzy's... Uh, scarf or necktie is a separate piece um really nicely done he has again has got quite a bit of articulation he has obviously got neck but then he has shoulder elbow which is a little bit limited because of its fur obviously but still is there and then uh the um wrist is just swivel oh sorry not not swivel it's just a joint um and then uh hip and foot as well. The hat is a separate piece. It sits pretty okay. Um, it, uh, I think a magnet I would have liked. Um, just That's for, how the Palace States one is. It has a magnet. It has a magnet. Okay. Well, this doesn't have a magnet. Um, it does, it actually does sit, you know, um, pretty nicely, but it, it can kind of fall off if you're moving him around too much. So just something to, um, again, be aware of. Um, Scooter has got the same amount of articulation. One thing with him that I uh, noticed was that his glasses have a little um, plastic band that holds them together at the back, and I took it off and then immediately regretted it because, again, a bit like Fozzie's hat, they're not slipping off all the time, but when you move him around, uh, a lot that can fall off, and his eyes are in, are painted onto his glasses. So when they fall off, he has no face. Oh. Um, <laughs> a bit disturbing. Um, is is his jacket sculpted, or is it a separate piece? On his no, chest? it's it's sculpted. It looks they, they've actually done a nice paint job um, with his jacket um, to make it uh, a bit shiny, but it is all sculpted. Um, no. No, I'll come back when I got when you, I got a paint question on that. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, one thing about the glasses being that separate piece is it does actually, I think, give you know a little bit more in terms of posability and expression, you know, a bit of flexibility there. So I'm actually cool with the fact that they're separate pieces. If I was doing it again, I wouldn't take the little plastic thing off just to uh, hold them on. And then smaller accessories, obviously, because there's two of them. Scooter comes with a megaphone and a cute, uh, you know, like a, what do you call it, thing that you... Clipboard. Clipboard thing that you start and end scenes with. Clapboard. 
clapboard thank clapboard. you and he can um hold both of those fuzzy comes with a rubber chicken which he can hold and then he comes with his groucho glasses as well which actually um fit on really nicely once you realize that you don't put the handles of the glasses over his ears because mm. then it doesn't work uh, but there's actually a little uh, space in the Groucho nose that's molded for his nose. And so once you get it on, it actually sits quite nicely. Um, Those are actually the accessories that the original Palisades one came with as well. Oh, cool. Cool. For Fozzie. Cool. So um, no, no issues sculpt wise with any of that. And again, they both stand uh, really nicely um, that there's a fair bit of movement. Uh, obviously the fact that they can hold their accessories um, is a really good thing. And then Gonzo um, comes, uh, first of all, sculpt-wise, this is him in his uh, little tux. Um, hopefully we'll see some other versions uh, later on. The Daredevil one I think would be, you know, a, a definite. Um, the, the tux is nicely sculpted. He has got a really nice range of articulation um, as well. Um, again, really easy to stand and pose. I'm really, obviously being small, they don't have a, you know, a, a huge, a very high center of gravity. So I, I suppose that helps, but still being so, um, thin with these smaller characters with their limbs, you might think, oh, you know, the, I could see them being really hard to pose, but that that's you know, one bit that's really great about them is that they're easy to pose. They're not falling over all the time, etc. Um, and then he comes with, uh, his love Camilla, um, who is not articulated. She's just a PVC piece, but really nicely done. And then some great gear. It's got a, like a, a spotlight. Um, and my spotlight is the one, uh, victim of me not being, as careful as I should have been with a twist tie and I bent it a little bit, but it, it's fine, but it, I, I could have broken it. So that was where I really slowed down on the whole twist tie thing. Comes with his trademark little horn, uh, butts of popcorn and a coffee mug. Um, and then an easel, which at first I thought, Oh, that's a bit weird. Um, just an easel on its own, but in all, all of these come with a little pack in kind of, you know, set of, they're not really instructions they're more a uh, little pamphlet about what the figures are. And it shows some of the other figures that are available, which the diamond select stuff um, definitely always comes with. Thankfully Gonzo's the one I opened first. And when I opened, cause I wouldn't have opened all of them, but when I opened it up, there's actually a little sign like a Gonzo, you know, sign in there that you can put on the easel. So don't throw that away because um, that would be sad. Um, so sculpt wise, look, I'm, I'm really happy um, with, with all of these. I've got no complaints about uh, the articulation. You know, I've just been moving them around as I'm viewing them and the fact that they're all still standing and no one's toppled over. Um, it's really easy to see how they're going to you know, fit together nicely as a collection. Um, uh, again, the magnet for Fozzie's hat, I think would have been a good thing to include because that is something that I think could become annoying. And again, because of such small pieces, something that could easily end up getting, Oh, he just fell over <laughs> easily lost. If you're not careful. Um, then we get to paint. And unfortunately, although I don't feel so bad about paint issues I have now that I've seen the ghostbusters, good grief. Um, these are nowhere near those issues. Um, 
overall, the paint is actually really quite good on these. Um, it's just that we have some eye uh, issues, really, um, where the, obviously the eyeballs have been painted on by hand, and they're small, and so they're hard to you know do, and not all of them are fantastic. Um, I don't think any of them would bear up really well under close-up. Um, I'd say on mine, paint-wise, Gonzo is probably the worst. Um, it's got just a bit of, it's got a tiny little bit of paint slop, uh, white paint slop to the side of his right eye. Um, and I think if I did a real close-up on this, uh, the paint around his uh, beak to his face, etc., wouldn't be fantastic either. Um, the rest, the rest is fine. There's, I don't really see any paint issues on the bodies of any of these. It's really only around some of the faces and the eyes. Um, my Kermit as well has got a bit of green paint slop on one of the, um, white eyeballs, which is annoying and something that I probably mm. will try and fix because it's just, you know, being the main character. Um, etc. Scooter's paint is great. The paint on all the little packings is really good. My Robin's got a little Google, slightly Google eye, but you know that that's okay. Um, but yeah, that, I mean that is the one place where I see some issues. Now I have a question on Scooter's jacket. Yeah. Um, you don't you don't have a picture of him from the back. What is the back just plain? Oh, sorry. It, I should have turned it around. No, he does have the Muppet Show emblem on the back. Right, cool. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, the Palisades one did too. I th- yes, it did. Cool. Um, so look, I again, I'm not uh, because I don't have that benchmark to compare them to. Obviously, these are not going to fit with the Palisades collection because of scale. And so, um, if you uh, and for people that have uh, got that, you know, it's not something that you're going to be able to complement. Um, figures with because they're not going to go together for me as someone who doesn't have those and who I am a big fan of the Muppets I'm really looking forward to continuing to collect this line um, the next wave has got Statler and Waldorf and um, Beaker and uh, Bunsen and I can't remember what the other one is um, but I'll definitely be continuing um, I do hope that the paint does uh, make some improvements um, but I'm overall happy. Um, overall, I'm going to go eight out of 10, um, on these dolly wise. I've got to take one off for the packaging because as well as the, um, collector friendliness, the really unnecessary twist tie thing is just ridiculous. And then the paint obviously not being perfect as well, but I'm, um, I'm really tickled with these. I, I think that, um, I'm really going to enjoy collecting them. Very nice. I- I am really glad you did this because one, I think you saved me a bunch of money <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way, but like you said, I, I have the Palisade stuff and I, I, this isn't going to fit, you know, for me, no. I am tempted by the Kermit only because I really like that Robin. Um, and they didn't do Robin in that style. They did him as a, uh, a scout. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and, that Robin is more how I remember Robin, especially like when he's singing with Sweetums and stuff. So, um, and, and, and he was quite small back in those days. So I think yeah. that would be fine. Yeah. Did, you know, I, but I Robin kind of varies. I don't think Palisades did a bean bunny either. Did they? No, they didn't. They didn't. Um, yeah. I mean, look, uh, there's, there are little bits and obviously it's, it's hard to, you know, hold one line to another, 
Um, and, you know, the thinking behind, you know, why they went with a different scale, etc., is something that, you know, I'm not clear on. Um, but, you know, for me, it's kind of a, you know, I, I've, like I said, I've often hovered over, particularly like the Rolf and, um, b- being a big fan of, um, of Rolf. Uh, and th- it's just so expensive. It kind of, and one of the reasons why I haven't pulled the trigger on it is I thought, well, there's just no way that I can go back and collect all this stuff when it is so expensive. And so I think that for people that, you know, haven't gotten on that train, um, or maybe, you know, have a few, but don't have a collection of it. Um, yeah. you know, this is great. Yeah. And obviously there, there are lots of people that are in that boat. So, um, I'm really glad to see that someone's making them again. And I suppose it is a difficult thing when you have, when you are starting out something like this and there has been such a great line, uh, that's so well loved previously to kind of decide, well, what do you do? Um, and I'm sure cost is a factor in scale as well. Um, the thing that might have sold me is if they were, because these are almost straight out of the Palisades releases, you know, that Fozzie, that Scooter, you know, that Kermit and that Gonzo. If they had been just a little different or, you know, maybe different costumes like on Scooter and um, Gonzo, it, it would have been a lot more attractive to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose, again, you know, that it's kind of do the iconic, but these are the iconic yeah. versions of the yeah. characters, really. So, And, I mean, as great, like I... I definitely see both sides of the arguments that Palisades line is among one of the greatest toy lines ever done. I only have a few of them, but the quality in that was amazing. But that was in a different time in toys where uh, things were a lot cheaper to produce. So I don't think we're going to get that detail of level again. And it's kind of sad to say, but part of the reason Palisades did go under in the end was because they were putting all their money into the toys that they were making. They really did spare no expense and putting it out there. And unfortunately that business model, while it lasted them a couple of waves, didn't end up working through here, but it was also over 10 years ago now that those lines came up. So um, as I said, there's you know a whole generation and with new Muppet movies and things like that of people that did miss out and, kind of coming through but i mean all that said i from your standpoint yeah i i like these i definitely like these and anything but i will i will support but i mean i just i, I they're, they're not for me but i i think yeah if you had, didn't have the palisades muppets these are these are great yeah look I'm, I'm really happy and i can see once i got them all together you know and set up for the review i just thought wow this is just gonna they're gonna look great as the collection grows and it's the sort of thing space-wise, too, that, you know, it's not a... Because sometimes for me, being someone who likes trying lots of different lines, you know, sometimes the decision to kind of keep going or stop and sell can come down to, you know, I really like these, but I don't have the space to continue displaying them alongside other things. Whereas these, both storage-wise or display-wise, it's not going to be a big deal even when you've got quite a few of them um and so i think that's that's great yeah mine take up a good chunk of a top of a like a bookcase type thing and you know and then some um, i've got some i, I don't there's stuff i don't even have it on display you know, I, I actually know a guy who um he has every palisades one 
done. He doesn't collect any other figure lines or anything uh, like that. Like he was just a huge Muppet fan and got them all. Like even he, uh, I don't think he told his wife how much he paid, but he got like the wedding set Kermit and Miss Biggie and he tracked yeah. it all down. And he's got like two bookshelves connected together of just all of them out on display. And looking at that, that looks amazing. Yeah, the pro- the problem for me is I'm down to the ones that are, you know, the the pricier ones, um, in both this and in the Simpson stuff. Um, yeah. I, I've got you know a lot of the regular ones, and I've got a lot of the variants. But um, if you were in the Palisades Club when they were out, they they offered a lot of stuff to the club members. So, um, you know, I've got like the Invisibility Spray, mm-hmm. Fozzie and, and Beaker and that kind of stuff. So. Invisibility spray fuzzy was a weird one here because I think we got some weird factory buyout because all our like uh, toy kingdoms and sort of cheaper end toy stores had like crates of invisible spray fuzzy. He was mm. just yeah something they had some extras made and some deal went down with Australian retailers because there were like stores that wouldn't stock any other of those Palisades Muppet figures and you could just find like shelves and shelves of invisibility spray um fuzzy there you go but it was before i had an ebay account so i couldn't do i'm very happy for you scott thank you yeah I, me I'm too je- i'm je- i'm jealous in a way because it's it, I, you're feeling like i did when i got the palisades muppets yeah. you know you're getting yeah. to relive that nostalgia and and I'm, I'm jealous of that because i love that feeling and um you know, I, I, I really, I really appreciate doing this review. Yes. Well, I, I hope, and I, you know, Diamond, I think is pretty good about, um, you know, continuing lines and such. And so I, I, I hope that we get as deep as I would like to go with this. Who, who would be your next drink? I mean, obviously you want Ralph, but who, who else would be on your list? Oh, well, Settler, Waldorf, Bunsen and Beaker who are coming really exciting. Obviously all of the, the band, um, we need and, um, you know, that, that, that would do at a minimum piggy, et cetera. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think that, and, and, you know, because we've got so many big characters right here in wave one, it may be a, a smaller set and that's okay with me, but as long as we get all of the main, um, characters, you know, but I'd love to get to Sam, the Eagle and, um, Sweetums and, you know, those sort of characters. I want a, um, not a Christmas Carol set. Because they never really did proper figures of the Christmas Carol ones. No, they did Treasure movie. Island. They didn't do uh, the Christmas did, Carol ones. I don't did a couple know. of Treasure Island, yeah. yeah. The Kermit and the Sam the Eagle. And they did Rizzo and... Um, oh, Gonzo. Gonzo, yeah. No, Tupac, yeah. yeah. Well, that's my review. Easy done. Uh, so that brings us to the end of that segment. Thank you, Scott. Uh, and we'll come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up. I'm Dr. Wiley. My robots and I will control the world as soon as we get rid of that blue tweet Mega Man and his robot dog rush. Bomb Man, make sure they have a blast. What? Mega Man's taking over the bomb? Good man, watch out! Mega Man can use your own power against you just like that! Okay, Mega Man, can you stop Proto Man and Guts Man at the same time? I don't think so. Mega Man, collect them all from Bandai! 
Before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. If you would like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on a future episode, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out, although we actually pretty much read every email sent through, so there's a very good chance you will hear it read out. Not the hate mail. Uh, now, John, <laughs> you have our first pit of feedback, so over to you. Yeah, um, this comes from uh, Dean Schaefer, and Dean is a very staunch listener, and we always appreciate his retweets and stuff. But he says that every week you do a SH Figure Arts review makes me want to get one, but I can't get away with spending forty to seventy dollars for one and not have my wife find out. Um, you know what I wanted to say is if you go back and listen to the episode where I was talking to uh, Derek WC about kind of some different places to buy things. Um, we talked about figure arts quite a bit and getting them from like Amiami or Mandarake um, in Japan. If, especially if you look for um, older figures, you know, maybe lines that aren't, that, you know, out right now, um, you can sometimes get better deals than that. Even that $40 mark. I know he got uh, Derek WC. That is, he got a bunch for, you know, like in the 15 to $20 range. Um, also, um, Amazon as well. If you, if you watch on Amazon, uh, it, it takes some, it takes work, but, uh, you can find them for, for less than that. And you just got to have patience, I think. Yeah. And say searches on eBay is always a uh, good option too. It's amazing what you can find. Yeah. Uh, a a bit of patience, uh, you know, a little bit of patience sometimes is all it takes. Mm. Think of all those people who spent $90 on those Captain Phasma Black Series figures. <laughs> oh, my god! Now a peg warmer here. Exactly, yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't ever see Phasma on the pegs here. Really? Oh, my really? gosh. Yeah. yeah there oh, we yeah. go. Swimming in them. No. You must have got them all because we, we didn't – I don't ever see them. Huh. Yeah. The big controversy going on in this area, though, is um, – Somebody in the Fort Wayne area is snapping up the uh, spider gwens. Oh. So you'll find the rest of the wave, but not the spider gwens. So That's annoying. Um, yeah. We're going to find this person. <laughs> Jason, let's go track down. them down. Yeah. Well, I've got our other bit of feedback, and this is an email from Marco. And he says, hey, guys, who is doing your new artwork? I love it. I just wanted to say the new Facebook covers for each episode are awesome. Keep it up. As always, love the show, Marco. Yes, Scotty. Who is it? Well, it's me. Yay. Yay. It's still the same person, just um, gotten a bit better, I guess. Uh, just like now that um, uh, I've worked out how to change the Facebook um, cover of the uh, Action Figure Blues page, it makes it easy to do something pretty. So it's fun. Yeah. Mm. I always do fantastic work. It's one of the bits that I'm – all that photo stuff that you do, that's just stuff that I can't do. I'm always just – that's amazing. Oh, good grief. Magic. (laughs) Magic worker. It's not – once you're going to – I'm a Mac person, and so I don't use Photoshop. I use Pixelmator, and um, it's – and I do do stuff – some stuff in this space for work as well. So it is – that's I think that's where I've kind of learned bits of like, oh, I could do this. But I think there's still lots of bits that I could learn to do better. It's all good. But thank you, Marco. That's lovely. It's always nice to get feedback that people appreciate it. And uh, they have looked better. Pardon? Even I've noticed. Even I've noticed they looked better. Thank you. That's the compliment coming from him. 
Um, speaking of things that are magical, I did want to do a shout out because May 7th is free comic book day. Uh, so be sure to head around to your local sellers of funny books uh, because most generally participate these days and you can pick up some free books. But I also did want to do a call out because I don't think a lot of people realize this. Uh, those free books you get on free comic book day are not free for the stores. They do actually have to pay uh, to bring them in and give out to people. Uh, And I generally find most people are really good about doing this, but it's becoming something particularly big with toy collectors. I know a lot of toy collectors will kind of save up their money for a little bit these days, hit a lot of the local comic stores in their areas, buy up a couple of things, and that's always a fantastic thing. If you can pop into a comic store, even if you can't afford a new figure or that, it's always good to buy uh, just a book or so off the rack as well and get through and enjoy it. Um, I'll be down at All-Star Comics all day helping out down there. So uh, if you are down, uh, also do feel free to stop by and say hello if you're a listener of the show. Cool. We did it. Hooray. Yay. 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 <laughs> okay, Always guys, fun. does anyone have anything else before we wrap up? Nope. Is it done? My feet are cold. Now. Yeah, my feet are yeah. cold. <laughs> yeah. I love you all. Okay, guys, let's... Uh, Wrap thing up, say some goodbyes, and Goodbye. have a good journey. Bye, everybody. Au revoir. Have your pet spayed or neutered. Yep, and call your mom and make sure she's okay. DC is finished, and that means that I'm finished too. So over to you, Eddie. But uh, <laughs> and I'm going to take that ball and what? pass that ball oh, to John. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll try again. <laughs> I was like, "What? I did? I thought I did a really good segue. Just I segued to the wrong person." <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I- Okay. Okay. I can sure? do it. You can do it. It's time to light the music. Dun, dun, dun. It's time to light, light the light. music. Well, it's time to light get things started. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rather different Muppet show. Just hold that. I'm really sorry, guys. No, that's all right. Don't. Just chat amongst yourselves for a moment. I'll be right back, and then we'll just go. We'll pound right through it. I'm so sorry. Okay. Hi. Hi. How you doing, John? I hope that's not federal pound me in the ass prison. <laughs> I hope he's recording that. That'll be a good blooper, just out of context. I've never found the chainmail bikini to be practical.